What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the planet. That's right. This is Food Sex Politics with you, as always, the beautiful, the badass, the brilliant Nicole Rodriguez. And backing her up, as always, it's me, it's me, it's a D-A-V-E, your food porn unicorn, your board lord, your pet Thai rabbi, back with another episode. Nicole, here we are. Summer is kicking off, getting hot, and we're getting hot in here today. You know what, Dave? I was just thinking today how, with all of your admirers, I must be the absolute envy of so many women because every Thursday night, I put on something special and I take a few minutes, get myself ready, and I spend an hour with you. Sometimes it's in bed, sometimes it's on my desk. It can vary. But tonight... We're going to try and like virtually capture this moment, get some good ideas going. You know how I like to spice it up for you once in a while, but it's got to, it's got to be right. What you do. Listen, I'm not just, uh, we're not just bringing anyone in here, only the finest. And tonight, have you ever heard the name Ksenia? I have. Have you, you? It's like a really crazy exotic. It's like a sexy name, right? Okay. Well, Tonight, I have Ksenia Berson, and if you didn't know, Ksenia translate from, from her Russian motherland, it translates to badass bitch in English, because we have the baddest boudoir, are we saying it right, I hope, photographer on the East Coast with us tonight. Ksenia, we've been waiting for this one. Welcome to Welcome FSP. Welcome Oh, you guys, thank you so much. You're just seeing me right now, cheesing, smiling from ear to ear. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. We are absolutely stoked to have you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. I feel honored that I get to be part of this Thursday evening. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's special. And you're a great, you are a great fit. So, Ksenia, I know that Dave knows you a little bit from the Philly area. I don't think you have photographed him semi-nude as of yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know you from your work and because we have a largely female audience and Dave and I are curious, can you tell us a little bit about your path into this type of photography? Yes, definitely. So I always, always start it with, it's funny because I never really knew what I wanted to do. I never really knew that I wanted to be a photographer. Actually, there's a quote by Diane von Furzenberg. She's a designer for those who don't know. And she said, I never knew what I wanted to do, but I always knew the kind of woman I wanted to be. And when I read that, I was little, what'd you say? I say that quote all the time. See, I was like, was it, was it by her or was it by Dave? And like, I tried to Google it, but I couldn't get it right. I know. I always get those two mixed up. Exactly. Very similar people. We're actually the same person. <laughs> but when I read it, I was like, it really stuck with me because I feel like I never, I never knew what I wanted to do. And I went to this high school around the Philly area where everyone kind of, it felt like everyone had their path. Like everybody was going to school to be like a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. And I just kind of like fell into photography and luckily I became good at it and I loved it. But no matter what I did, it never, it never really felt like my number one passion. You know, like I felt like I love my job so much. Some might say too much, but I feel like your passion is something that like, 
like lights you up from the inside, you know, and it's like what you could talk about for hours and you get excited about it. And I thought about it and I was like, I feel like to me, the only thing that I ever had like a fiery passion about is like making, it sounds so corny, but like making people kind of see their worth. So that's how I kind of went from sports photography to wedding photography to boudoir photography, because I always had this like internal longing to kind of help women see like that they could be anything they want to be and they can celebrate themselves and they should be confident. And I don't know, I think it sounds corny, but the older I get, the more I'm like, it kind of feels like I was put on this earth to like help women love themselves more, you know? Look at that. I'm, I'm like literally getting goosebumps right now. Um, (laughs) One and, and two, have you read Diane von Furstenberg's biography? No. All right. I'm going to, I'm, I'm sending it to you after this pod. I love that. I love that message and how it kind of wove into empowerment, but like, how did you, how did you like get going to actually like that becoming paid work? Cause wedding photography is obviously one thing, but it's a different story to be like, Hey, I'm doing these you know, semi nude photos that will make you look and feel your best like how did you put yourself out there into that world and like did you feel did you feel any kind of pushback um is there ever a push pull between your other kinds of work and this type of work um I started with so I started doing weddings about six years ago at this point and then a couple maybe like a year or two in one of my brides was like hey I want to give this gift to my husband on our wedding day I want to make like a little album for him with some pictures of me so the first shoot I ever did I actually love this idea and I still do it all the time with brides is we started the album with her wearing her wedding dress and then at the oh no it was for their anniversary not for their wedding for their one-year anniversary she was wearing her wedding dress in the first photo and then as the album went on she took off like her wedding dress and she had lingerie. Then she took off like just her underwear. Then she took off just her bra. And then it like slowly got to her being, you know, more and more naked. So after I did that, I was like, wait, this was such a fun shoot. And the girl was like, Oh my God, I felt so comfortable. This was amazing. I was like, this is amazing. Like when you give a woman those photos and she was like, this is the most beautiful I've ever felt. You're like, I need to do this more. So what That's is that like? An amazing strategy too. You feel like a porn director, like when they're like taking off the like are you telling her like taking off low? Like what what is your role there? Um, I don't know if it's exactly like a porn director because I've never been one yet. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> fans is just around the corner. Just, we'll see. We will see. Um, but I think it feels I don't know, like women always say that it's very They also always say, you know, because I'm a woman, they feel like they can relate to me. They feel comfortable. And it almost feels like, "Mm, I feel like this is going to, this could be its own porn. But I'm like, it just feels like two girlfriends hanging out. (laughs) But but it does. It just feels like like what I've always thought of. Like, I'm always like, yeah, I know what goes on in those bathrooms. Like, you're just, you're you're just affirming everything. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I think, I think Dave is, I think Dave is going to need a moment. <laughs> no, I need you to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> now, like some, so these shoots probably run the gamut, like theme wise, right? So, 
what what is like the most traditional shoot that you do and without giving too much away what are some of the more outlandish requests that maybe you get but haven't always honored like haven't even made their way to becoming shoots actually i could tell you about so traditional is obviously I do, I do a lot of bridal boudoir because I do weddings. So a lot of my brides want to either give their husbands or their future wives something either the day of the wedding or for the anniversary. Um, so I do a lot of bridal. Have I you do, ever had a groom ask? I have not, but I have, <laughs> I have had a, just a man ask. And really? And did, and what was the response? So well, yeah, we have to hear this. Personally, I said that I right now feel like I'm not ready to take on men as clients for boudoir or as he called it, dudoir. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Business idea, <laughs> business alert. Like taking notes, taking notes. <laughs> Wait, so um, what, what were his plans? Like, what did he want to do? So he sent me a couple examples and I was like, listen, so I worked in a bunch of different types of photography before doing this. I did a lot of fashion stuff and I've worked with male models. So like, if you want to do just like portraits of yourself and like, you can be without a shirt, that's fine. But like personally right now where I am in my career, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm the best person for you to direct you in a way that's going to be natural. Cause I'm like full money. Like, did he want to give like full frontal, like helicopters? Like, what are we talking? I don't know. Like the pictures he sent me were just like almost porn, just like guys kind of like, you know, like the kind of not porn, like you see on the computer, but the kind of stuff you would see in like magazines. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) Like he, like, like, was he holding his dick? He was like laying on, I mean, it wasn't him. It was like example photos, but it was a guy like laying on a bed. And then he was just like, just covered with the blanket, like just in that area. And then he was like standing up and like not holding it, but just like arm, like right near it. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't, I mean, to each his own, but like, I'm not the right photographer for this aspect. I I just wanted to thank you for not using my real name here. (laughs) No problem. No problem. (laughs) No, that's, that's that's definitely a, a, a lot different from what you currently do, right, with bridal boudoir. But if you don't mind me suggesting, as strange and uncomfortable some of those things might to be might be, if you could somehow position in the future, if you could position these men near a different object for scale of size. <laughs> I think, I think you could be running a whole, a whole other, a whole other business of like, maybe these are just casual nudes that someone is sliding into DMS, but they're tasteful. And it's not like, Hey, here's my dick next to a remote. It's like, Oh, then maybe this remote happens to be, on the bed in this very tasteful photograph that this wonderful woman took for me, capturing right? me at my best. That's you actually listen, the dick pic. No, that's actually not a bad idea because I feel like women hate that. They're like, great, this guy sent me, but then you get like a good photo. You're like, you know what? I'm not that bad. The photography value on this dick shot. Sadly, I don't think this is the first time Dave and I have brought this idea up. It just is now more natural that we're speaking to 
an actual photographer, but we, um, really we digress. So <laughs> hatching a business plan. Um, but as far as other thematic things, um, so like men we're not doing right now, but couples, like, can you talk oh. a little bit about a little bit about that? I have photographed two couple shoots and I have to say both of them were super fun, like so fun. I think that it's not, it's, sorry, Dave, it's going to, you're, you're going to be upset about this. I think it's not as like arousing as people think. Like it's definitely, it definitely is, but it's not as like hypersexualized as you think it is. I think it's more of like an intimate experience. You know what I mean? So but wait it, a minute. So by that, do you mean like, like are the, are the couple into it? Like, are they kind of. Yeah. Like I think you can tell that they're like, they're just kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say the word romantic, but you could tell they're like very into each other. Like they're definitely passionate and it's a very like beautiful, like kind of bonding experience, but it's not real. Like, like what's that like for you? Um, I think it's awesome because I, I mean, I hate the word artist because I always like a douchebag being like as an artist, (laughs) like as an artist, you kind of, you want to produce good work. So when you can, when you see that there's passion and there's love between two people, you're like, I want to capture that. Like I want these photos because at the end of the day, the photos need to have emotion in them. So if you can see that between a couple, you're like, okay, I did a good job. But I guess in something like that, like, are you directing them or are they just doing their thing and you're there? I direct them to, I usually start them off somewhere. Like, I'll be like, okay, like, let's, like, let's sit right here because this is really good lighting. So I know that this lighting is really going to kind of like set the tone for the photos. So I'll be like, let's sit here. And then like, for example, like he sits on the edge of the bed and you kind of like sit on his lap like face each other and like okay like put your hands in her hair and then you guys just kind of like take it from there like just hang out like you know enjoy each other's company and then like I'll kind of like step back and I'll let them kind of do their thing and usually listen sometimes people are like what do I do next and then I'm but like most people when you're in that moment and you're with that person that you love you kind of like you're kind of overtaken by the emotions and you kind of just start acting normal like you start putting your hands on each other and you start kissing a little bit and it, it looks like really nice and it looks really beautiful in that lighting and that whole situation you're an actual artist like that that's like such like an artist answer that's what i said i was like I absolutely hate i'm like i don't want to be a douchebag but like as an artist like that's the kind of stuff you love <laughs> well, that, that definitely like the most it, it absolutely is like i mean like i i think like me being in that situation it doesn't go anything near like that See, that's what I said. I was like, you're going to be disappointed by my answer. (laughs) I have to say the one shoot that I said no to other than the the man asking me, I said no to a woman one time. Um, We did a full shoot. She was at my studio and at the very end of it. And I'm not, I don't like to talk about politics. I know like sometimes you guys talk about politics on here, but she, she asked me at the very end of our shoot, we did a bunch of different photos and she's like, Hey, this was years ago. Like when Trump was, um, when Trump just got elected, <sighs> she was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she was like, Hey, can you take a picture of me 
in the in this like she takes the red hat out of her bag. Oh boy. I <laughs> promise. And she's she's standing there fully naked in front of me. She's like, Can you take a picture of me in like the the MAGA MAGA, I don't know how to say it, hat? And I was just like, No. And she was like, Wait, really? You're not gonna take it? And I was like, No. And she was like, Well, why not? And I was like, because I just me personally, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a photo that I don't believe in like I don't want my name on that but also like this isn't political like we're trying to make beautiful photos here we're trying to celebrate ourselves and who we are as people like why do you need a hat that like represents literally anybody like if you're like hi take a picture of me with this Britney Spears shirt I'm like why (laughs) (laughs) wow Well, yeah, good for you. And it's not just her photograph to have at the end of the day. That's a stamp of your work and it could show up as, you know, with your watermark and all of that. And who needs that shit? Yeah. And I was like, I'm, that's just not something I'm going to do. All of a sudden you're like a girl for Republican weddings. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. So obviously you're, you're dealing with mostly women and while it might not sound as porno directy as dave might wish what are (laughs) and you photograph yourself beautifully also so like what are what are some of your directives or if you have any tips for like really just posing yourself your best i think it's different for everyone I think the the thing that really helped me the most is it's going to sound so cliche but like kind of standing in front of the mirror and just looking at just looking at yourself and just being like okay like I look in my opinion I look best when I turn to this side or when my hair is this way or when I you know do certain things because at the end of the day we all have different body types shape sizes so it's like you know what might look good for for example, I photographed this girl who was very, I don't know how to explain the body shape. Like, what's the opposite of curvy? Athletic, I guess. Or like, uh, just like slim. She, yeah. Just, yeah. And she was just like, oh, I just wish I had some curve. And I was like, okay, well, let's, I was like, what if you kind of like, like stick your hip out a little bit to the right side and I'll crop out like the left side of your body. So you can't tell that you're like making this like contorted like shape you're like really sticking your hips out but it'll make you look curvy in the photo and so we did it and it looked beautiful and like you know she wanted to look curvy it's like is that saying it's the perfect body type no but that's what she wanted I photographed curvy girls that are like I want to look more straight and I'm like okay let's turn to the side and like not show your curve because they didn't want to show that so I think it's different for everyone I think it's good to you know kind of look in the mirror and be like this is what I huh, this is how I look when I do this. And I kind of like that. That so makes how, a lot of sense. How, how would you say like Bordeaux is actually like open though, right? Because I feel like it's a big jump from doing like wedding photography and, you know, women liking their picture taken when they're the bride versus, you know, the bra and panties are less. Like that seems like a big jump. So what's that like? For me or for them? For, I guess for them, right? Because... They're the ones, I, I mean, I feel like this is still not like taboo, but not really well known. It definitely is. Like, I think it always makes me 
a little bit sad when I photograph, um, I'll photograph females and they, I do a lot of work for women that want to hang up photos in their home, which I think is amazing. I love seeing that more and more right now, but I know a lot of women will come to me and they'll be like, Oh, look, I really want to do this, but like, don't share it with anyone. Or I really want to do this, but like, I don't want anyone to know. And I'm like, like, it kind of makes me a little bit sad because I'm like, it's not, I think women have almost like they feel they almost feel bad about being confident, you know, like they feel like if they're, if they act confident then they're like Kanye West and they're like crazy and they're conceited and like psychos. And I'm like, no, like you're allowed to be confident in yourself and not be this like conceited raging a-hole. <laughs> but I mean, but, I feel like, it's like, uh, like it's not a taboo, but it's not fully normalized yet. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. So it's like, I think the girls, I have to say 99% of the emails that I get, girls start them off with like, I think I'm ready to do this. (laughs) Like, they're like, okay, I thought about it. And I think that I'm ready. So I don't know what it is in their head that like, got them to the point where they're confident enough and comfortable enough to do it. But I definitely think that it's, I'm glad that it's becoming a little bit more normal. I think a lot of girls maybe get to it because they want to give it as a gift to somebody like a significant other, but I'm, I'm happy that a lot of more women are doing it just to kind of celebrate themselves and not do it for someone else. And I think it's some of that stigma too, which like Dave and I have talked about a lot recently, that the stigma of somehow being perceived as sexual and someone knowing like oh no you can't be a sexual being like no one can see any of that not that you're putting out anything that's outright performative sexually right but just to be seen in that in that light no that's true that's very true and i think for women too we get um we get kind of like hard on ourselves because we're always or at least when you're younger you're kind of taught to like you know stand down and don't speak up and you know, like all these things. So I think it's when you get older, you kind of find yourself a little more and you find your voice and you start doing whatever you want to do. And you realize that you have, you're also just not even as women as people, you're put into categories because it's easy, you know, and it's normal. It's not like to say that like you're an a-hole for putting someone into a category. Like it's very normal for you to just, that's how you think about people, you know, oh, Ksenia, she's a photographer. Like it's just easy. But I think that happens. It's like, oh, like Kate, like she's, you know, she's like the good girl or like, oh, like Jessica. And you're like, what? You can't say that. Like, why is she what? She's the good girl. She can't she can't love herself. She can't celebrate. She can't take sexy pictures. Like we are as just human beings. We have different parts of our personalities and different parts of our lives. And we can be more than one thing. But even like something like that, like, I feel like there used to be like the huge stigma around like the words like slut and whore, right? Like when we were growing up, we're all about the same age. Like when we were growing up, like those were like nails on a chalkboard word, right? Like they were like, Ooh, like you got called that. Like now I feel like women call themselves that like women kind of have taken that power over. Right. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like Nicole, what do you think? Like, I, I think that it's becoming more, Oh yeah. I I think we've come a, we've come a long way. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because we're, 
for me, I feel that way, but I feel like it's because I'm getting older. Like I would love to see how younger girls feel right now about that whole thing. But I know when you're like, when you're in high school, someone says something to you and you carry it around for, I don't know, until you're like 30. <laughs> Remember that time that some like Dimitri <laughs> said this about me and you're like, yes, but yes. Then when you're confident with yourself and that's why, again, going back to why I love boudoir, when you're confident with yourself and you love yourself, you don't care. If someone's like, Ksenia's fat. I'm like, cool. Bye. <laughs> I just, I don't, it does not faze me at all. <laughs> uh, speaking of making people feel their best, I heard a rumor that you and Dave might have a little something in the works, something thematic to go with his board business. Um, and I'm wondering, we're thinking we might share this with, with Dave's viewers and our listeners. Are you leaning sweet? Are you leaning savory? Are you thinking meat? Is it going to be fruity? Let's yes. discuss. So let, me, let me break this open a little bit. So I had this idea and I shared it with Ksenia because I've always seen like the, uh, you know, like the women who are naked and they have like the sushi on them. And I had the idea to do that with charcuterie. And I think this will be really fun because Cassini can't say charcuterie and I can't say boudoir. So <laughs> I still, at least you can repeat it. I can't even when you say it, I still like I can't repeat it back to you. I, don't know why. I can't process that word. But I think that would be really cool to do like a uh, like a human charcuterie board. I think that would be amazing. I think that would right. be so fun. Right. I think that would be super cool. I think it's got to be a little bit of sweet, a little bit of savory. I think you got to get it all. Like, I mean, the body's a one canvas, right? Wait, but you want to do sweet and savory in one? Or wait, what kind of sweets are we talking though? We could do that, I think. I, I would mean like sweet. I mean, I would still want to do like fruits and stuff. Like not really like, you know, sticky, like honey or anything, but. Yeah. Something more on the line. But now that you said honey, now I already got some ideas. <laughs> Let's do honey. <laughs> now I want to add honey. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of grapes somewhere for sure. Oh, I, think so. I think so. Definitely grapes. We just need to keep the meat away from certain places, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> Again, it's it's boudoir, not porn. So right. it's gonna be it's gonna be a fine line with that meat placement. If there's <laughs> any kind of banana placement, it's it's gonna be delicate. But I can't but think of a, yeah. I can't think. See, she's gonna like rein it in a little bit. She, she she's. I'm actually gonna be wearing a shock collar, and she's just gonna fucking set. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually see but that's what i was gonna say like you'll help me kind of like push it a little bit more and i'll help you kind of tone it back a little bit more so together it's gonna be perfect balance but wouldn't that be a really cool idea like is that like what's the word i'm looking for is that um is that still okay like to have a woman as like a serving table Ooh, good question like i, I, I feel like there might be some gray area there that there's a lot of pushback on. I don't know. And I mean, really, I mean, as long as people are down with doing it, I say fuck off, but that's just me. I, I mean, is it where is she doing this? Do you know right. what I mean? If it's for a photo shoot and she's choosing to do it, then it's just like she's just having fun. It's right. not like she's laying down at a restaurant. I don't know. Or if, she, or if for a certain price, she's surrounded by a bunch of like Wall Street cokeheads. Is it, you know, like, <laughs> yes. is that? 
Like, is that okay? Because that's like how I imagine, that's how I imagine that probably going going down when it, well, market, whenever that I mean, hit make a peak. ton of money that way yeah well hold on write it down <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i guess it's like the stillness of your body that and that's and that submission right that makes it a little different than another kind of art if it's not, if it's not just for the art and just for a photo shoot like if you have to be a serving platter. I don't know. I don't know where we, where we draw the line there, but I'm not going to lie. Like if I walked in and like Lisa was like all like laying in bed, just like all done up with charcuterie, I'd be like, I'd be, here we go. But I feel like that's, isn't that like a thing that people, like people have definitely included food in like before they, you know, or during or during exactly. Right. I mean, I don't know what kind of food. Again, I can't say the word that you keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if meat and cheese is going to get you going, but it might. Always gets me going. Exactly. And for for Dave specifically, it's an aphrodisiac. But for sure, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure where else that pops up. What are they eating in nine and a half weeks in that famous scene? That's that's kind of like the initiator of food before sex in some kind of more erotic context. Ooh, I, I think, think strawberries and shit like that and like chocolate. Yeah, I was going to say most likely like strawberries, chocolate, whipped cream, like... Right. How did I miss that? <laughs> you know what you do? You put down a clear shower curtain on the bed and then you're good to go. Spoonful of honey jammed down your throat. Just for yeah. Wait, a clear shower. That sounds like it's going to be just like this. Not why don't you just do a different sheet? Well, it's still going to like go through. Oh, that's true. And then you th- and then you throw out the and you throw out the shower curtain. Yeah, after. You just get rid of the Be- shower curtain because you hate the environment and you don't care about <laughs> plastic. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> you're a garbage person. And then you throw it in the garbage because you are garbage. <laughs> and then you're a piece of garbage. Get get the fuck out of my studio. This is enough. And then, well, because if anything is, Leave if the anything money is, <laughs> if anything is greasy, that's really, I think that's where that tactic comes from, right? If you're using any kind of oil. So like if you have some nice, fatty charcuterie yeah you might want to oh, put a shower like curtain chicken. down I, my head went immediately to like fried chicken i was so curious there for a hot minute <laughs> like i'm like i'm laying in bed on a on a shower curtain with a bucket of kfc <laughs> i was gonna say with just like chicken and waffles That's like, a- yes <laughs> If I if I if I liked chicken more, that would that would be like right up that would be right up my alley. But but you know what? If you want like, a different food, and you're just like laying in bed naked with like anything on a clear shower curtain, <laughs> I mean that's a good signal, right? <laughs> even even if it's chicken and biscuits, <laughs> at all. especially if it's chicken and biscuits. I was going to say especially. <laughs> like I have to say, chicken and waffles is one of my favorite meals. <laughs> And now you guys are, you're bringing me right to the next topic. You guys are both 
Philly kids and uh, probably like my favorite food city. I don't think anyone holds a candle to you guys. So you, Ksenia, you love chicken and waffles, but what is your favorite spot and favorite thing to eat in Philly? Oh my God. What a That's tough question. Or you can, you can give us more than one. She does like all these hot weddings and she's in all these like really nice areas. I, I, I slum it more. So I'm very curious. Um, one of my favorite, wait, I have to, okay. Well, I have, like, I, I feel know. like you could do like a written house. Well, if I have to say like favorite Philly restaurant, I don't know how to, again, me, you're going to be like, this girl can't pronounce anything. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> With a name like Ksenia, we would expect you to pronounce things correctly. <laughs> but it's either Soraya or Soraya. I'm not sure how to say yeah. it. Soraya, I think. Yeah, it's Mediterranean food. It is delicious. It's the best. Um, and then what else is really good in Philly? I don't know. Like, I like all like the little, like random, like little places. Like Dave, like you said, you slum it. Like, where do you go when you slum it? See, like, I, like I just like a nice, like I'm down for just like a cheesesteak or hoagie or oh, stuff like course. that. Of course, like an Italian hoagie. For, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. There's some the, place the, in the Jersey. Stupid. We're not even going to fucking listen to her. But um, yeah. She calls him heroes, and every time she says it, it's on me. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was. You know what? You're such a dick. I was totally going to let it pass tonight, but you have to fucking bring it up <laughs> that you call. That you call an Italian hero. Oh my god. I was just I was just gonna let it I was just gonna let it slide, but Italian hero? Like life? Thank you. Wait, is that the proper term? (laughs) Just a few miles north of you guys, yes, that is an acceptable term for the sandwich of which you speak. Yes. Do you do you get upset when people say the other word? No, see, I don't. I'm not like Dave. That's that's not a tr- that's not a trigger for me. There's another. <laughs> we have, but he has another. He has another trigger word that he uses, and it relates to ice cream. I don't know if you have. A- don't tell me. I was. I. That's what I was just. Gonna, I was just going to bring that up. Don't tell me it's sprinkles and jizz. <laughs> Which one do you say? Of course, of course, that's it. We have a fucking war on here. <laughs> I'm outnumbered tonight. This is this is so not fair. There's 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 sprinkles. Sprinkles wait, make everything wait, you better. Jimmy's? I say Jimmy. oh, oh, I'm not outnumbered. I for um, sure say sprinkles. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much, Dave. This is going straight to hell. Dave, fucking check yourself, bro. Okay. Name of the stripper that works down on Della. No. <laughs> no. Jimmy, as in Garofalo, and we could talk or any of those. See, <laughs> only Jimmy I'd let anywhere near my fucking ice cream. Okay, no, it's sprinkles. I'm not letting anybody near my ice cream. As it was. <laughs> <laughs> Step, step off. Well, I'm I'm glad that we ice cream boardwalk. See, see, I fucked it up again. Ice cream boardwalk could be really hot, though. See, and that's what I think. So I did. It's funny. Like you asked me earlier about the food thing. I did not for like a personal boudoir shoot, but I did something when I was more so working in the fashion advertising aspect. 
we did something for a jewelry company that had food in it. And it was kind of like sexy pictures of a model. And it was um, food that was like, you know, like a banana. And she'd be like eating a banana and like things like that. Or like a peach laying in just the right place in the photo. I see what you're doing. So we did things like that. And I was like, you know, obviously she's wearing lots of jewelry and it looks really pretty. Um, But there's definitely times where you bring food into it and it can be like very sexy and very still very classy and very beautiful. You know, like it's hard to talk about an image. You need to obviously see it to see what it looks like, but there's definitely things where you can bring in like, like when you said honey, I was like, how beautiful would it be to just get a close up of a girl with just like her lips and just her finger, like slightly touching them and just honey, like dripping. I'm like, that would be so sexy. It works. Anything like drippy like that, right? Sure. Right. That, then that's the thing with like ice cream, just like ice cream melting. You're like, oh, yes. Perfect for summertime. So one more question for you. So this kind of touches on the wedding thing a little bit. How are you not a thousand pounds? Because don't you get to eat like all the awesome wedding food? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Not. You think that they feed us what they feed everybody else? <laughs> what do you think? She's, she's on the buffet line. Like, what do you think she's doing at these weddings? No, I would have thought like she would have got like a plate or a couple. No. No, we definitely we definitely get a plate. And it depends what venue you work at. Some venues um, give you whatever they're giving the couple. So one, I worked at one venue a couple years ago that gave me a brown, ba- a brown bag with a sandwich, an apple, and a bag of chips. And I was like, Ooh, oh, I, no. I, feel, I feel like a child going to kindergarten today. <laughs> <laughs> they hit you up with the third grade lunch option, like summer yeah. meal program. Wow. Exactly. And you're like, cool, I've been working 10 hours. I'm sweating. I'm so exhausted. And I got this like PB&J to feed me. Keg of chips. <laughs> Damn. That's, that's cold. A lot of the nicer... It's not all glamour, kids. It's not all glamour. No, it's not. A lot of the nicer venues will like treat you. I have to say most places in Philly, I'm not saying this because I'm in Philly, but most places we worked at have gone freaking above and beyond to be nice and th- that's probably another reason why i love it because so what you know, did you do like during the pandemic like what what was it like for you during the pandemic i mean if you want me to be just blunt and honest depressing <laughs> like yeah i could imagine nothing right so last year i had a total of three days of work um Jeez. i didn't get for the longest time, I'm not sure why. I know a lot of people were struggling with it. I didn't get unemployment for a long time. It wasn't kicking in. It finally kicked in in late summer. Um, but I had three weddings because obviously everything was rescheduled. I had some couples. I felt so bad. They rescheduled five times. And I was Ugh. like, oh, like at, at what point are you like, I don't even know. And you feel bad because you like, you know, brides call me and they're like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I have, I, I want to help you so badly and I feel your pain, but I have no idea what to say. So it was hard. I mean, it was, you know, like my one friend explained it to me the best way. Cause I was like, there was definitely times that got really dark and I was really upset. And my friend was like, you know, she's like, we have our passions and we have our, she's like, we have our jobs and we have our things that we love. So when we're done work, we go and we do the things that we like on the weekends. She's like, but your job is like, the thing you love the most so for you it feels like you lost both and i was like yeah that's mm. very true 
But now to bring it into a lighter note, things are back. And I do truly feel that it's like, you know, people are like, it's going to be back and better than ever. And it really feels that way because I think that people kind of got their, got their priorities straight. And like, they, they really appreciate everything that they have now, you know, like people are like, Oh, do you ever have a bridezilla? Do you have this? Do you have that? And I mean, of course there's always going to be some people that are difficult to work with. Luckily, most of my clients have been absolutely incredible, but I feel like now more than ever, everyone just really appreciates like everything they have. So it's just like good environment all around, busy, happy, just the best. So bring it full circle. Like, so that was the bad. We're hopefully going into the good. What were some of the greats? Like, what were some of the awesome places you got to travel to for like wedding photography? Um, the most awesome place that I think is probably the best to most people is my first destination wedding that I ever did. I had a client call me and they were like, they're from California and I love Cali. And I was like, yay. And they called me and they're like, Hey, do you do destination weddings? I was like, yes. Like I'm so excited. And they're like, great. Cause we're going to Italy. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so my first destination wedding ever was in a small town in Italy at a not a castle. What is it called? Like a, a vineyard? I don't know. Like, like a little like chateau. It was just absolutely out of a storybook. It was beautiful. So I did a wedding in Italy, in Florence, in Venice. That was beautiful. But to me, the best wedding, the best destination was, have you guys ever been to Arizona, to like Antelope Canyon, Horseshoe Bend area? I've been mm-hmm. to Camden. You've been to where? Camden. Get out of here, Dave. You've been to more than Camden. <laughs> I've been I've been to Sedona. I think it's kind of a similar yeah, vibe a, out there. Yes, it's like the beautiful red rocks and yes. so I don't know why, but I've had this like listen, don't don't make fun of me here. We're not judging right now in this podcast, but I've had zero. <laughs> zero judgment. My vision board for five years. Yes, I make vision boards. <laughs> Um, but I've had on my vision board for like five years. And finally this year, someone called me and they were like, we want to have a big wedding, but we don't know how things are going with the pandemic. And it was still like in the, in the winter kind of early spring. So we weren't sure what was going on. And they were like, we're just going to elope and we're going to do it in Arizona. And I was like, this is literally. So what else is on that board? Um, (laughs) a bunch of things. (laughs) I feel so, like wait, I'm looking at it right now. And like the number one thing, it was like to be on Dave and Nicole's podcast. And look, look at that. <laughs> 2021. It, it, is, it is. It is giving. Yes. Nicole, I love it. We're going to be an option on make a wish. I, I, I heard you already are a delivery <laughs> method of a board in your, in your special get up. And I deliver baby. Caring kids. Ksenia, <laughs> we have loved this conversation so much, probably even more than I anticipated because you call them sprinkles. Can you tell <laughs> can you tell everyone where to find you, to find your booking info if they're in the Northeast and your social and all that good stuff, please? Or yes. they want to take you back to Italy, wherever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's cool. If you're if you're anywhere, honestly, I will. I love to travel. I will go anywhere. 
Um, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, or on my website at Ksenia Burson or KseniaBurson.com. And that's K-S-E-N-I-Y-A Burson.com. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so, so much for joining us. And I, for one, am super stoked to see what you and Dave come up with. Everyone, if you like what you hear here tonight, go on and drop us a rating and maybe, just maybe, share this episode with some of your friends. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Good night.